Just that look on my mom's face broke my heart, tore my soul apart, so now I got a colder heart. Realizing these cats is fake thugs, they ain't worried about me. It was fake love, but Rab kept it real. Schmidt kept it real. Even though he's up Camp Hill, he kept it real for real. I was hustling the seat though, ducking my P.O. He was trying to get me locked up. I was trying to lock the block up. Plus, these boys wanted me popped up. And on top of that, dudes starting rumors on my name. Like I ain't true to the game. Damn, shit changed. Seventeen years old, got lot violation of probation. Came home eighteen. It was time to make him. My man had to work waiting. It was back to money making. And hell in that purple hazing. A lot of people was hating. Reminding myself of Satan. No conversations. Just caving the motherfuckers facing. No rapping. Poker face on. No laughing. Imagine my mind state. The looks on my mind's face broke my heart. Tore my soul apart. So now I got a cold to heart. Realizing these cats is fake thugs. They ain't worried about me. It was fake love. But Rab kept it real, Smith kept it real. Even though he's up Camp Hill, he kept it real for real. I was hustling the seed though, ducking my P.O. I was trying to lock the blocker. He was trying to get me locked up. These boys with me popped up. And on top of that, cats was starting rumors on my name. Like I ain't true to the game. Damn shit, change. It's your boy M.R. Corleone once again, and this is the Learn As You Grow podcast with me, your host, M.R. Corleone, and here's for good luck. You want to spin the globe real quick? Alright. Just some good luck for the show. We're going to stop the world, because we got that control right now. Alright. Now, first on deck. Website www.beatsbytheKilo.com. Um, go there, that's where we're gonna have all the new videos. We already had the videos up there. Um, all the new beats. Um, if you wish to um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, right now the YouTube channel is doing big things as far as. Not just putting out beats, but we're also putting out um, music industry tips and uh, music industry advice, as well as um, music industry news. So, um, all around, we're becoming a uh, force to be reckoned with. And uh, as you see, maybe um, on the LinkedIn page, that we're actually hiring for a social media um, coordinator right now. So. You know, it's, it's big things happening over here in the podcast industry. And uh, that's why when I made this um, company, I don't like to call it a business. I like to call it a company. But when I started this company in January of 2020, right before COVID hit, um, everything kind of came into place with um, as far as me being able to um, get space to come to and um, rent this out. And... Uh, have um, something 
signed in solid stone for a year. Feel me? And, um, you know, being able to have um, commercial real estate right now, even if you're just renting it, just to be able to tell somebody, like, yo, the podcast is over at this spot, it's a good look. So, um, this is the Learn As You Grow podcast. So, this is what sets us apart from everybody else. We teach you what we got going on in the background. Um, we teach you when we're late to um, to show up. And uh, we were supposed to record two episodes, but we can only record one episode because traffic was crazy. Um, you'll get them videos of um, me in the car on my way over here, you know, getting a fresh cut because I got court tomorrow on some old stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, and you'll get these stories that nobody else can tell because nobody else been through it exactly quite like I did. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm different than anybody else in any other way because um, we're all the same at the end of the day. But stories I've been through are just a little bit unique from the stories that you've been through. And... Um, that's just the way it is. Uh, I'm sure everybody out there got some stories to tell, but I choose to get on here and tell mine. And um, I choose to invite um, people that I know or people that I respect onto the podcast, and they can tell their story. And it's not just about being an entertainer or being a musician, musician or anything like that. Sorry, that's my little speech impediment. Um, being a musician or anything like that, it's... um. I don't care if you're a plumber. I don't care if you're a barber. I don't care if you're um, a nurse. I don't care if you're a nurse's um, assistant. I don't care what you do. But as long as you found a way, as long as you found a route, I need you to get on here. You know why? Because I'm 36 years old. I was born in 1985. And during my era, I didn't see any crack era. And I done seen the heroin error, the opiate error, and uh, fell victim to the last one. And uh, by the grace of God, I'm here today. Um, R.I.P. to my sister. Um, it's coming up on six months. Um, she lost that battle. But that's why I believe that I'm still here because uh, there got to be a reason. Um, I know that she's my angel and she's watching over me. But, and that's what makes us different. Yeah, I do music. Um, yeah, I've been rapping for 25 years now. It's crazy because I just did the math. 25 years ago, I started rapping. 20 years ago, I got put in my first juvenile placement. 15 years ago, I went to state prison for the first and last time. 10 years ago, I was homeless. Five years ago, I started on this road right here. So it can be done. I'm gonna let you know that right now. Um, the people that really know, um, a lot of the people that really know died off or they're doing heavy prison stints. So I could really get on here and fraud and probably get it off and, and probably be like, nah, I ain't never do none of that. But I wouldn't be real to myself. I wouldn't be real to my people. And by saying real to my people, I mean being real to the people that fell victim. 
lot of these kids out here, people are saying are, are, are wild, they're crazy, they're this, that, and the third. But you got to take a look at the household. Um, a lot of these kids are growing up in houses where their mothers are single, uh, usually just to cope with um, the pain of maybe um, the father leaving or, you know, um, just to cope with any type of pain. Or they just got caught victim like so many other people did into the opiate crisis. I call it the opiate pandemic because I don't believe it's an epidemic because the opiate pandemic killed a lot more people than the other pandemic. So um, let's stay focused, people. Stay woke. But don't get too woke to where, though, you, you know what I mean? You can't get, you can't get no sleep because then you start hallucinating. So um, with that being said, that's what is going to set us apart because I've been there. Uh, and I didn't have no manual um, for this thing called life. This thing called life was hard for me growing up. You know, um, mom and dad got divorced when I was four. Um, mom was was cheating on pops. Um, I love moms to this day. You know what I mean? She's, you know, a great Christian woman. Woman with the uh, man she wound up leaving with my pops for. She wound up marrying and um, wound up staying with until he died. And um, moms is just a beast. I love moms to death. And uh. But that's how my story went. Um, and moms was getting high at the time, and she chose to take us over to Jersey. And pops stayed in Philly. So on the weekends, I'm in Philly running wild because they had to work. So that's what, what makes the whole thing different because um, a lot of people were in the same situation that I was in, but their moms didn't stop. Um, and my mom stopped for the pivotal years of of me growing up from five to 15, you know, them years that, them solid years that you need your mom, you know. She stopped for them years, so. I give her so much credit. She stopped, you know, with no meetings, none of that for them years. But um, then I'm going to tell you about what happened. I'm going to go to 2000 and what year should I go to? 2004. All right. I'm going to go to 2004. All right. Before that, I'm going to go to commercial break. And, uh... I'm telling you, stick around. You want to hear this. It's about when I first came home from, yeah, and my mom was on, yeah, it got bad. Stick around. What's going on, good people? You want to be a guest? On the Learn As You Grow podcast, you got a story that you want to tell to the kids out there. Like I said, this podcast is for the kids 
that don't have no voice. Kids that grew up in the uh, opiate pandemic, in the crack pandemic, and they didn't have no parents. They didn't have no guidance. So it don't matter if you're a nurse, if you're a barber, if you're a rapper, if you're a singer. It don't matter what you are. We just need you to come on and tell your path on how you did it because these kids are going through some stuff and they don't know who to go to for advice. They don't want to ask nobody for advice because they're embarrassed. They don't want to get laughed at. Um, The last people they came to for advice might have clowned them out the room, might have used it against them on social media. Who knows? These kids are going through a lot. So if you just come on here and tell your story about how you became a barber, how uh, you went about driving for Uber, something little like that can teach the 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old the right path, maybe even the 36-year-old. Maybe even a 45 year old the right path. Who knows? But your story is your story. And it's important. And it needs to be told. The Learn As You Grow podcast with M.I. Corleone. You already know. Spotify. SoundCloud. Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. YouTube. And more. On that note. All right, back from that commercial break, and um, all right, we gonna go to 2004. Is that what I said? Yeah. All right. I wish you could smoke cigarettes. So, in 2004, it kind of started off crazy, because right before the New Year started, I got released from St. Gabriel's Hall. Um, At this time, I now had my high school diploma, Um, and so I didn't walk with, uh, I walked with De La Salle, but I didn't walk until January. And I got released in the beginning of November. So, that's how it started off with my um, graduation. Um, first off, I want to say I came home from that bid and it was business as usual. Um, and I'm not down blank grading nobody that I'm talking about in this story because I was a grown man at this point Um, I take full responsibility for everything I did and uh, I'll tell you about 2004 so when I came home from St. Gabe's um, so now I ain't gotta go to school no more um um, 18, I just turned 18, but really my mentality is that of probably a 16, 15 year old as far as, um, 
me never going to high school as far as um, things like me being um, locked up for them 9 and 12 months when I was 17 years old. So, 2004, when I came home from the bid, um, it was, like I said, it was business as usual. Um, when I got booked, I didn't know that I was going to get booked in 2003, go to St. Gabe's. So, um, I wound up leaving some work behind. So, you know, when I um, got situated and got settled in and all that, First thing that I did was told Pops, like, you, John is in the John with the John. Over there in the John, in the John. Yeah. Get that to the ball with the, yeah, and, yeah. You, the John, yeah, right, exactly. And that's how the conversation went. Because, you know, it's, it's jail phones and, you know, they listen. Even in St. Gabe's. I don't know if they were listening, but I might even been a, still in the youth study center when I told him this. Um, so he proceeded to do that. So when I got hit with the nine to twelve months, that's a whole another story. Um, he took care of that work, so I come home to a couple of hours. Back pops gives me that plus matches something like. 1500, something like get to work. If I get to work, what am I talking about? <laughs> My mind was thinking, alright. My kid, I just came home. Uh, you know, at this time it was more loyalty, you know, in 2004. So when you just came home, your homies that you was working with before, like, they, they're blessing you. So, I'm getting blessed by, um, you know, my man, you know, um, I don't want to say no names on here, but they know who they are. Um, I came home, my man blessed me. Bang. So, I'm doing that. And I'm moving to white, I'm moving to green, but I'm still playing the bar scene. See what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm playing that scene. And just for me to be able to stand that whole scene, I had to be perked up. And mind you, when I was in St. Gabe's, I would be on home passes. I'd be popping perks. Um, I'd bring a perk back into St. Gabe's. Like, I remember, like, being on the youth block and, like, telling people and people be so young and shit that they didn't even want to mess with them joints. So, and I'm glad I didn't because, you know, that could have been the death of one of them, for real. So, I'm all into that already at this age. And uh, I don't even know that I'm addicted to these joints. I don't know that these mood swings I'm having are because, you know, the lack of the opiate. I don't it's not mentally there that, like, yo, I have a habit, and this is what it is. And uh, at that time, it wasn't heavy in rap. It wasn't a heavy rap influence, but uh, Beanie Siegel was uh, 
definitely my inspiration as far as um, being a rapper in Philadelphia and making it and getting on a level to where it's dope. You have your own um, sneaker brand and you have your own clothing brand and you have your own movies and stuff like that. And to be on that level um, and for him to just live five blocks over from where I live, um, that just showed me that it could be done. And when that showed me it could be done, I seen them, when you go through our neighborhood, you see the uh, expressway. You got to go to the expressway. You got to go through our neighborhood. So we see beans coming through in the Bentley. You know what I mean? The Blue John at first, the one that's on um, Jay-Z's Hard Knock Life Volume 2 um, cover. Jay-Z um, gave him that, and he took the payments over on that. So um, that's what happened with that. So Beans is whipping that down Texas Street. And, um, you know, he'll stop. Mac, what up? You already know. You know I mean? Um, so the one time he is at Kelly's Deli, and we rap for him and all that. But anyway, so he was the inspiration. So 2004, it was a thing like everybody was drinking syrup in the city. But it was it was a more of a um, low key thing, you know what I mean? It wasn't as um, popular as it is now. Like you know, the syrup man had a few people that he served, and, and that was that. So um, at the 2004, I come home, got some money. I decide I'm gonna go into business with some marijuana and some cocaine. Alright, statute of limitations been up this almost 20 years ago. So, <clears throat> something happens, I don't even know. Um, and I'm running, I'm running wild, and um, I'm just barely, you know, holding on. You know, I'm smoking weed all day, I'm getting on, and, you know, I got my little you know, on the side bread and all that, but I'm not eating, eating, you feel me, um, like, I'm getting somewhere, don't get it wrong, because, um, you know, um, exactly what had happened was, I got out in November, like I said, December, you know, home for Christmas, all that, um, I wasn't home year before, I don't think so, whatever, so, um, we go right back to where I'm at, 29th Street, and, um, I'm hustling, doing my one-two thing, and, um, doing my one-two thing, and, um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, it just started getting real. Um, it's where it's though. I had to take a commercial break. <laughs> Still learning to go podcast. You know, and my Corleone. Be right back. going on good people you know it is it's your boy Emma calling you on the Learn As You Grow podcast this week our advertiser 
is none other than a local company in Philadelphia. They've been doing their thing for about five to ten years now. They've been doing uh, interior painting, um, exterior painting, and the company's name is M&M Paint. If you ain't up on M&M Paint, you ain't up on nothing in the city. Um, first of all, a person like me, I don't know what I really want done. I just want something done. You know what I mean? I'm a man. I just want something done. I just want to look good. So, what do I do in that situation? Well, I call up Eminem Paint. 215-668-9672. What do I do then? I probably get on the phone with Dana or Mike. Right? And if it's Mike, I'll be like, Mike, you know, it's, it's... Cause it's all good and all that, but I want to talk to Dana because she's an interior designer and I need her her uh, expertise. And uh, I, he say no problem. Bang, put me through to Dana. I tell her Dana, I don't know what I'm doing. I just want this to look nice. I mean, uh, hook up this, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm gonna put a little studio over here. So I want to do this. I'm gonna do the podcast over here. So. She be like, Mike, and my Colleon, I got you. She don't call me my Colleon. But she be like, I got you. And then Mike comes through with the crew. And by the crew, I mean um, another Mike. <laughs> um, and he been in the business for years himself. Um, <clears throat> or you might get Joey, Pat, or one of them to come through. Um, the whole squad come through. But uh, these are professional painters that um, get the job done. No matter what, no matter what, no matter what time of the year it is, um, no matter what, no matter if it's commercial or just a small job, you know, um, no jobs too big or small. Um, there's endless possibilities and color combinations to turn your vision into reality. That's the simple, that's like their slogan. Once again, there's endless possibilities and color combinations to turn your vision into reality. No jobs too big or small. They've been around for about five to ten years. Look around on Facebook, they got great reviews. Um, you can contact Mike or Dana at 215. 215- 668-9672 Once again, it's Eminem Painting And it's 215-668-9672 Or you can contact Dana personally on Instagram At Dana underscore Fortuna And that's at D-A-N-A underscore F-O-R Two T U N A at Dana underscore Fortune. And um, you get it down and you hit them up and you tell them that Beats by the Kilo sent you. You're going to get a discount. So um, hit them up, just tell them that, and I guarantee you're going to get a nice discount. And um, they'll come out, they'll look at what you've got going on, and um, they'll tell you a price. And I guarantee it to be the best price, and nobody in the city will beat it. You know, tell them I sent you.
So, let me get this in order. 2002. Crazy year. 2004. Another crazy year. And that's what we're talking about today. Alright. I was only out not even five, not, not even six months, and I went back to court around February. I was still on probation. Just came home, November, beginning early November, had Christmas, New Year's, and in my head, when I came home. I tried to stop. Um, I tried to stop. I remember I was just popping perks, and that's it. And uh, <clears throat> then, you know, I never really liked popping Xanax, so but it led to that. And um, not too much though, because I just once in a while, maybe once a month or something like that. But. It led me back to my drug of choice, which was marijuana. And um, that mixed with the opiates was my drug of choice. The opiates and then the marijuana, the kicking room. Forget about it. So, I think I lasted to probably like the, the middle of November of 2003. I started smoking. Smoked like twice. I figured you know, try to beat the whole month. I smoked for a couple of days. I got to see my PO on this day. But as soon as I smoked, it was off to the race. I'm smoking every day now. It's a rap. Full-blown rap. Now, I'm 18. Going on 19. On juvenile probation. Just came home from a juvenile bed. January comes, my graduation comes, I'm mad, I take, you know, because my people broke me off something for graduation, I'm walking with D-Lucelle, now D-Lucelle is um, a school in the city that's, you know, known for, you know, kids with behavior problems, now, we're walking with them because they're connected. But I'm a part of the kids that have more behavior problems than the kids that deal with sad, like to the point where send them away somewhere. Like they need to, they need to get out of here. They need to take a break. <laughs> so um, I remember taking an 80 milligram oxycodone, and I remember. Uh, my man Jesse and my man Perk, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, was in there. And uh, on that note, what was happening was was so crazy because it was like uh, I was getting so mangled already at that point. So I do the bit. Uh, Forestry can number two. I get sent away about a month after my graduation. Right? I come home. I got my weight up. 
Uh, I got my money up because while I was in there, I'm going to do a whole nother episode about that. I'm just talking about what I had to come home to. Um, I'm, I turned 19 in there, but I got the mentality of about a 17-year-old. Uh, I had my high school diploma. I got my driver's license in Euphoria camp, and I made some money while I was there. I'm working in the kitchen and, and working, cutting grass and all that stuff. It was in the middle of the mountains, middle of nowhere, Whitehaven, Pennsylvania. So when I came home, I noticed something was different. But different, I mean, in a bad way, I intuition felt that it was a bad thing but my addiction was telling me that it was a good thing my mom my sister my stepfather and my aunt were all doing perks and um, they had the house on 28th and Tasket that you know it was my stepfather's house and they wound up selling that and moving back to Jersey so mind you, I'm getting me or my sister is getting perks for my mom every day, and she's blessing us both. Um, so she don't know though. She don't. She don't know. You know what I mean, she got caught up in the in the, in the in the rapture. She had no idea. She was over in Jersey for all them years. Um, then when I left and, and and got booked and all that, she went back with her with my stepfather who was a heroin addict and it was what it was he started running for him and getting him perks you know so he can do his uh, heroin in peace so therefore I come home and all this so I'm in Miami I took a trip to Miami to the Source Awards 2004 it's one of the highlights of um, my life actually and um, me and my man Rad and my man Huffs, my man Krauss. And um, we went out there to the Source Awards. And uh, I came home from the New Forest Camp on October 1st. I was on the flight October 8th. And it was just lovely being out there in Miami. I swear I wanted to stay out there. I wanted to just move out there at the time. Um, BMF was just blowing up. So, um, Young Jeezy and then was out there. This is and I didn't even know who Young Jeezy was at the time. He was just out there promoting his mixtape, the Trapper Dodge on his first mixtape. He was out there handing them out in the Lamborghini with Jackie O, the rapper chick, um, in the Lamborghini with him. And um, they had all these BMF shirts and you know, me and my man rapping, I remember. Bun B was there. Bun B was like, I don't care if he's black, white. Yellow, purple, that was fire. And if you don't know who Bun B is, you must not know about hip hop. But he's one of the dudes featured on um, Jeezy's Big Pimpin' record um, from Bun B from UGK, the legendary um, group from out of Texas. And um, so coming home to all that and um, all my family getting high. Let me to just say, why not me too? And I joined them. And I went all the way in. And 
you know what happened into that purse and oxy cars. Became a thing of the past. Cause my step pop introduced my mom to her mom. In turn, I see my mom wasn't getting purse no more, but she was looking right. So I remember being sick and them not having we just being not having money and you know my step out coming to me like yo I ain't got no person I got this give me two bags I remember just running up to the room like and I thought it was gonna like have me dead you know what I mean but I'm doing it and just doing the other one just just feeling right so that's how strong our oxys were that you know two bags of heroin just got me okay because the oxys were so strong that i built up the tolerance that was it was crazy so with that being said i had to say the judge again the letter in 2005 and uh it was rough with all of us getting on man there was no leader so I'm gonna step up and be like, yo, we need to stop this. So they spiral out of control. So the next episode, you can only guess what I'm gonna talk about. Because uh, we eventually all started using that year. And um, next episode, I'll let you know. I'm going. It's to learn as you grow podcast. Your boy, Emma Colion www.beatspotterkilo.com for more information on the podcast for the beats and um, for all that I'm gone on that note yeah no Get your business on the Learn As You Grow podcast, the Spam for Spam podcast, www.beatspotterkilo.com, at beatspotterkilo.com on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, um, um, LinkedIn, um, what else we got, YouTube, um, types of pages all over, but you get the point, we'll advertise you anywhere you want into this, and even other places as far as if you want to get on YouTube, and you need somebody to make you a commercial, who better than CLC Advertising, now CLC Advertising is new to the game, but we've been around for almost 20 years now, and I'm talking about doing digital stuff. I've been doing marketing online since the AOL days when I used to market my cassette tapes on there. Yeah, it's around on the profile back in the day. You used to be able to write something. I'd type in some bars back then, and I had people ask for cassette tapes. So um, back then I was doing that, and um. When I came home from doing my little stint that I was just talking about um, 15 years ago, uh, 
jump right on the MySpace. <clears throat> and anybody knows that my real rap entertainment um, channel at that time with my music on it, that had so many subscribers and um, so many views. Because what I was doing, I was the first person to um, get other people's tracks. I was the first person with Beanie Seagull's Jay-Z discs back in 2008, 2009, and when I posted that, I put my album cover on there and my MySpace, so whoever's listening to the Beans Jones, they're going to be like, oh, this the white boy from Philly, like, who is he, like, let me check him out, so then they check it out, so then my views got crazy, but at the end of the day, you know what happened, MySpace folded. I had all my friends on MySpace, no contacts, nowhere else, no email addresses, no phone numbers, I just had contacts on MySpace, and it folded, it turned to Facebook, it turned to Instagram, it turned to Twitter, it turned to all these other spots, and left everybody stranded trying to get new fans, new fans, so then you had to put new content out, and at that time, I was so distraught because I had everything in the box, you know, um, and to start all over was just a hurt piece. So with you, you can get it on um, YouTube, you can get it on um, whatever, SoundCloud, but will that stay up forever? You don't know. But if you put your music on BeatsbyTheKilo.com, I promise you, it'll stay up there. Now, BeatsbyTheKilo.com isn't... Some people thought my name was Kilo. Like, Beats by the Kilo Productions. Nah, it ain't like that. It's more like... Founded after Beats by the Pan, the legendary No Limit Records um, production group. Um, look them up. Look how many beats they made in, in a year for every album in um, 98, 97, 10 years. Look how many beats they made for the No Limit Records. Anyway, paying homage to them, I started this, so I'm looking for producers, I'm looking for rappers, because I got my publishing company too, which is called Beats by the Kilo Publishing, and we're through ASCAP, and um, we're also looking for artists to work with to um, give out single deals. Um, single deals are a thing that I haven't seen too much of these days, but I plan to bring them back. And what a single deal is, is I take an artist who, who got might have a slight little buzz, a little buzz, a little something, you know what I mean? Like maybe 2,000 followers or something, but I might have um, interest in um, what he's doing. So therefore, what do I do? I come in, I, uh, first of all, bless his pockets with a little son, um, and for one song, one single, I'm a, this is, this is it, this is for one song, and now I'm gonna pay for him to get the video shot, and I'm gonna pay for him to record the song, get it ma- mixed, mastered, um, I'm gonna pay for the, the beat, everything, so, it's 100% ours, and, and when I say ours, I mean that 
It's literally art. Like, I'm not trying to joke you for your publishing or none of that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to help you set up your own publishing. Because a lot of people don't know how to do that. But if you go onto the YouTube page and subscribe, then you know. But anyway, um, back to what I was saying um, about the advertising. Um, you advertise with me. I can get you on YouTube. Um, and a lot of people don't know that the secret is Google. Um, with Google advertising as far as... Um, <clears throat> As far as advertising, because with Google, alright, say somebody types in plumber in St. Louis, right? Now, you can have that, have that with your business to type in to where though it's in one little spot, one little area cool, and it'll be, say you just want... You know, say you just want older people. You don't want to mess with young people. You know, they're, they're sloppy and, you know, they, they, they just bring problems. So you just want ages 35 and up. You can actually send your commercial out to them, your advertisement out to them when they look it up. And it just goes straight to them. And you don't have to deal with nobody else. And you only have to pay if they click and you can do it for as little as two dollars a day you can't beat that for as little as two dollars a day like and you don't have to pay if they don't click so that's an impression right there what an impression is if people don't know an impression is they seen your they seen beats by the kilo they didn't click on it but they seen that they scroll past it but it's in their head now that's an impression they seen it um, so next time they might, it's going to be familiar to them and they might double back next time. And, um, that's what it's all about as far as promotion goes, is your name and your brand being seen because like I tell rappers all the time, what's going to make you different? Being a rapper is like going down there, being a cereal box with an aisle full of about 10 million cereal boxes. Why are they going to pick your cereal box? Only way I can figure is because your cereal boxes are, uh, what? Outshining. You're putting out more content. So, as far as um, advertising goes, you just want to get your business in as many places as you can. You want to get, if you you do music, you want to get your songs in as many places as you can. If you do plumbing, you want to get your plumbing pictures of before and after or whatever. Um, You know, up on as many websites as you can, up on as many reviews as you can, and I will help you with that personally. If you look at me, I'm a level 8 Google um, <laughs> Google type analytics dude. So, um, nah, but um, advertising can bring your business up to 65% more clientele than you had last year, this year. So, especially with um, the digital and all the um, online stuff right now. Get it done.
waiting for? Hit me up. 215-436-3725. Once again, that's 215-436-3725. Hit me up if you need advertisement. Hit me up if you need exclusive beats. If you don't, check them out. BeatStars.com backslash Beats by the Kilo. SoundCloud.com backslash Beats by slash dash, I mean, the Kilo. So, I'm off this. Advertise with us. CLC Advertising. And I'm not on that note. You know.